Hello, folks, and welcome back once again to the most watched show in junior hockey. It's the Dan K Show. Right now, we're on your audio dial. Thank you so much for tuning in. And, you know, we're a show that calls ourselves the most watched show in junior hockey. And that's because, well, we've measured the data. We've gone back to the lab. We've analyzed it. And we have shown ourselves that, hey, for whatever reason, people like watching us, listening to us, viewing us more than any competitor. And I have a feeling I know why they watch. I have a feeling that I know which bow-tied, mustachioed man puts butts in seats. Dan K. Dan, welcome to the show. That might be the nicest intro you've had for me. Normally, it's like a jab that you take, but it sounds nice. You're Normally, the like more the, we do, the angrier they get. Yeah, like <laughs> it's kind of like this guy. I hate this guy a lot, but some other people like him, you know. But but I like the intro today. And Lucas, I mean, we may win in the media spectrum, but our guest today wins more than I think anybody in the hockey spectrum, in, in the hockey world, on the ice, behind the bench. This is a guy that had a great playing career, had an interesting roommate in college that we know well as well, and and has moved on to, to build a program that is, I would say, the pinnacle of what a junior hockey program should look like in the NCDC. I'm excited to have him on. This is his first time on the audio version where he's got to go long form with us. Normally, we get him in and out. Normally, we get this guy. He's busy. He's winning hockey games. You're on the bench with him. You're bothering him mid-game. He's next to Jim Hunt, who's an absolute victory machine as well. Today, we've got him for a bit. Coach Harris, what is going on? The Jersey Hitmen in the building. Well, thank you for the kind introduction. And uh, not much going on here in Jersey other than just grinding it out on the phones. It's that time of the year. Camp's ending in the USHL. Drafts over in other leagues. We're now in, in full fifth, sixth, seventh gear, whatever kind of car you drive, to the max recruiting right now. And and I love what you guys do. I, we got a chance two years ago to sit in – on your NCDC draft room and kind of watch the magic at work, right? And watch how many minds are at play, how you guys kind of use that team, that, uh, that, that team attack and team approach to building a roster and building not just the present, but the future. And I, and I think it's how you guys continue to win year in and year out. I mean, what is it for you? I mean, how do you sum up the success you guys continually have in Jersey? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said team. Uh, we really rely a lot on our director of player personnel position because when Jim and I are in the weight room with the team or or on the ice with the team or in video sessions with the team, uh, we have a guy that's out on the road that comes weekly to our practices, you know, watches us in season, knows what we're looking for, knows how we build a team. Uh, knows what upgrades we need, if any, in season. And this year, we've been lucky um, as our old director of player personnel moved on, as he moved out of the area and moved about four hours away, we were able to add Ian Mendezun, who is going to be a huge asset to our program, very well known in the New England area, already working with an NHL agent in a, in a high-level agency, um, a guy who's done it in the spring and summer and 
um, really it, it is going to be a, a huge asset and is already paying dividends now having worked with us for under a week. Um, we've already signed two guys that uh, that he had passed along their numbers to. So it he's he's going to be a guy that we're going to lean on a lot. But, you know, as you alluded to earlier, it, it all starts with the draft and the tender process. And this year we had a list of 171 guys and we were able to get the guys that we wanted in order other than one or two. So we're uh, we're really excited with the direction that things are going with the addition of Ian and with the draft that we had. And Ian's an absolute incredible addition. I mean, that's breaking news to Lucas and I right now here on the air. I mean, you talk about that. You want to talk about just replacing greatness with greatness. You guys have already done that now behind the scenes and building your player personnel. And coach, I mean, this time of year, I always like to ask guys that we respect behind the bench and in building this game. I mean, if I'm a player, if I'm a young athlete listening in and I've got Toby Harris on the line, a guy who's won in infinite Founders Cups, Deneen Cups, championships, has had so much so much success at this level. I mean, what is your take on the summer, on the offseason for these guys? How much should be hockey? How much should be on the ice? How much should we be getting away from the game? Like, what does this time of year look like for a guy you're recruiting? For me, it's all about building, building, building. It's not about skating. It's 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 not about you know uh, being at the rink and going around cones for an hour. Um, it's about changing your body. It's about adding speed. It's about leaning out. It's about getting heavier. It's it's about what is holding you back from being an impact college player as soon as possible. So for us. The guys that have committed to us in signing tenders, the guys that have committed to us that we've drafted, the free agents that we've signed post-draft, all have already been in touch with our strength coach, Jerry Filippo, who runs Challenger Strength out of our building. And they're already uh, about four weeks into our off-ice training program. And that program is really built on being the strongest you can be, being the fastest you can be, and most importantly, being the most available guy that you can be and staying out of that that trainer room. Um, and we've done a good job with Jerry and with our athletic trainer, Jessica Collum, in keeping guys healthy and, and having them ready to play right off the bat. So this is the time of the year for us that we're looking for guys that you know, maybe a year ago, maybe that we saw in the spring that were 160 pounds to come into camp at 171 or you know, guys that were 209 come in at 195. Um, we've put some guys on task and we're excited to see what they look like come Ju- July 13th when we kick off main camp. Yeah. And, and for the folks who don't know Jerry, they don't know Jess. I mean, you, you look at the crew that you guys have there. Talk about team effort. That's what it is in Jersey. You guys, ha- you put the right people in the right places and the right positions to help not just themselves succeed, but the players you guys bring in. And Jerry, folks, this guy's a mountain of a man. All right. I walk through that gym and that guy's ready to put me through a workout as I'm heading to the booth and I go, hey, man, I, I, last time I was in the gym, I think Reagan might have been in office. But, you know, we, <laughs> we battle through it and he lets me through, lets me go call my games. Coach, now we, we talk about what you should be doing in the offseason. Let's talk about you guys here, the summer sessions. It's about building a team. You know, the drafts are finally getting out of the way here. You can kind of start tinkering. You can start building. You can start putting it all together. 
where are you at this time of year? Where are the hitmen at this time of year at the NCDC level? How much do you know and how much are you still figuring out? Well, for the first time ever in the history of the franchise, which, as you somewhat alluded to earlier in the conversation, uh, since 04, we don't have a returner on the roster. Um, and that's something that, uh, for me, is 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 bittersweet because you know we have some guys that are moving up to a higher level uh but for the most part i think it's a byproduct of covid that's still there uh the the player portal i mean we had probably four oh threes that i think in any other year or i could almost bet that in any other year prior to 2020 would be returning but looking at 300 guys going into the portal and looking at Division I schools now taking their time and, and waiting and, and rather take a, a fifth-year student now that they get that free year versus a, a 20-year-old and you know maybe bringing in a guy that's looking to transfer out as a sophomore um, and, and having three years of eligibility versus, versus four. Um, it's made kind of guys go to school early. And Obviously, that's a decision that they made and we fully support. We never recruit against colleges. But, you know, I think some of those guys saw great opportunities, were ready to go to college and maybe didn't want to gamble with the offer that they had on the table. Um, but having not having a, a veteran group coming back and, and not having six or seven or 12 guys like some teams do coming back. Um, I look at as as a breath of fresh air because now you get to see who the leaders are that that come into camp and really uh, prove themselves. There are sometimes you know when people come into a team and there are four or five guys there, and you know those guys are the guys that take the guys outside and they they pick up the pucks and they tell them where to go and where to be, and all of a sudden those guys just get voted captain um, because. They know what they're doing and they're there and maybe they're not the right fit. And I think this year with the little tabula rasa, you know, we're going to see the cream rise to the top. We're going to see young guys come in and we're going to see older guys come in and, and guys from Florida and L.A. and, and Ottawa. And let's see who the leaders are and and, and let's hit the reset button. And, and I say, you know, we never rebuild here. We always reload. And I'm excited for what's ahead. Just dropping bombs on the Dan K show right now. Look at that. That's a Dan. media professional, Lucas. The guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> you got save all your secrets for the interview and then just go ahead and, and and drop them on us. We love that. I mean, I I feel like you have to at this point stick with this this no returners thing. That's always it's always an interesting question to find out, you know, how a coach feels like their returners will mesh with the new guys, but with no returners, I mean what is the mood like in the front office right now for the hitmen? Is it, does it feel like, like you said, a breath of fresh air or is there a little bit of nervousness? What's the, what's the vibe? Well, for me, there's no nervousness because I look at our goal every year is to win a Deneen cup and we did it last year. So if we fell short and Hey, maybe some of those guys were a little checked out late, you know, maybe those guys knew that, that, we're the O2s. Okay, well, you know, it's not going to happen for me, Division One. So, you know, let's wrap this up. Let's move on. Let's let's go to a, a, another spot. Let's go to college. Let's let's wrap the junior career up. So for me, 
really looking at the pulse of, of NCAA hockey and, and what recruiters are doing, um, we've made an effort this year to go younger. I mean, I believe that there's a possibility for one, maybe two 07s to be on this roster. Um, I'm looking at a slew of 06s to be here, uh, a, a real good lion's share of 05s, and you know, not having as many overage 20-year-olds as we have in the past. And I know that a lot of people in recruiting have always tried to uh, in recruiting against us, I should say, have said, well, you know, I don't know if it's good for you to go to the hitman at 17 because, you know, generally they have a really strong veteran presence and they have nine, 10, 20 year olds and those guys are going to play and those guys are going to get the division one looks and those are the guys that are going to get the commitments and, you know, you're going to be wasting your time. Whereas, you know, this year with no returning goaltenders, defensemen or forwards, you know, we're going after the, the best players, but we're going to be mindful that there is a log jam. And I, it, it's hard for me to put all my time and effort into 11, 20-year-olds here that oh, maybe we'll have five. And then we'll have, you know, 604s and we'll have 805s and we'll have 506s. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll stratify the classes and we'll let the colleges come and say, hey, we need a guy for 24 and that guy for 25. and you know, we even that would like to see that kid here in the fall. And this way, it's easier for our guys to move on. Um, it's easier for us to retain some players next year. And and um, I think that it's you're not going to see a fall off on what the hitmen bring to the to the table in in the number of wins and in the, the number of commitments and how guys develop in season. Um, it's going to be business as usual here. It's just going to be a little bit of a, of a different feel. Well, it's pretty exciting, right? And it's it's exciting that that you guys are embracing it so so head on, right? Looking at the future and and just diving right into it. And as you look ahead, you know, I have to imagine that those relationships with those coaches, those college coaches, are even more important in today's landscape than they have been in your previous years. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. And and knowing kind of in talking to guys over the summer and working camps with them and being on the phone with them. And I just made a swing through Nebraska and went to a couple USHL camps, um, you know, just to, to keep those relationships, even with the tier two organizations out, out in the Midwest open, um, you know, sitting with coaches and, and being able to, to listen to what they need in the next couple of years. And, Hey, yeah, we, we need a goalie and we need four defensemen and we're looking for three forwards over the next year, year and a half. And, um, it's good to know because now when you see a guy come in and he's got good grades and, you know, you have a good relationship with a guy like James Marcou at Harvard, or you have a good relationship with, with Shane Tallarico at Princeton, it's easy to say, Hey, this kid's a 4.0 student. He's, he's six foot three. He's no six. He, you know, he broke this guy's scoring record in, in Wisconsin. And, you know, this guy's ready to go, like keep an eye on him, watch him. And I know that those guys trust it that we, Jim and I, know what a Division One player look like, and eyes are going to be on that kid, and really the rest is up to him. Now, you, you have so much experience in that world, right? I know I know you and, and I know Jim do as well with, you know, those, those college coaches, keeping those relationships alive, but you also have a, a, a ton. You, you two know, know more about hockey uh, than I think I will ever learn in a lifetime. 
So what it, what does that experience do for a player, especially as we're looking at younger players? How can younger players benefit from a essentially a backbench and a front office with multitudes of hockey experience like you two have? Well, I think it's it's twofold. I mean, Jim is an absolute magician when it comes to X's and O's. Jim is constantly learning. You know, Jim is on the phone. I'll walk in at 930 in the morning and, you know, he'll be on the phone with John Hines in Nashville talking to him about something that they're working on. You know, he'll be talking with, you know, Lou Mongeluso, the scout of the Devils, about something that, that they're doing over there. And, you know, for me, I think it comes more of the hands-on. Um, you know, playing at Boston College, playing Hockey East, playing in the Beanpot pressure cooker, you know, going over and playing in Europe for the Swedish national team coach and seeing how they do things and then playing for a German national coach and in, in pro hockey over there and seeing how they do things and being able to meld that and obviously playing for Jerry York for three years, kind of the things that he brings to the table. So I feel like I'm kind of the guy that lived it, did it. And Jimmy's the guy that has for well, you know, 35 years been in those rooms with David Quinn and Mike Eaves and Jeff Jackson, John Hines, and the list goes on and on and on um, where he's just soaked it up and he's been a scout. He's been, he's been a defensive coach. He's been a pre-scout. He's, he's really done it all. And it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, the notes that he has and the things that he pulls out of, of a book when you're struggling in an area and how we're able to shift and move when things aren't working. And, I think it's kind of like a, a, a two-headed dragon here with the hitmen where you get, you know, Jimmy and myself coming at it with from two different angles. Yeah, and Coach, I always think of the Jersey hitmen as kind of the bell cow of this whole brand, right, in the USPHL. And I know in, in hockey we don't like to pat ourselves on the back. We, we normally talk about our line, line mates and deep partners and the guys in front of us if we're in net, but – for the folks at home too, I like to teach you bell cow. It's it's the biggest cow, right? It's the prettiest cow. It's the one you want the bell on that makes all the noise, so all the all the other cows follow them. You know that's who the bell cow is. But we look at you as that as this brand now in the NCDC moves west. I mean, how excited are you for for the future opportunities? This doesn't just bring the brand itself, but the Jersey Hitmen, some of your athletes, and as you guys trend younger, maybe bringing some some new pipelines to to get these athletes onto the next level from the Jersey Hitmen. Absolutely. It's, it's a reason for me to see Idaho because I'm a big potato fan. You know, I, I'll grow matched. I mean, I'm, I'm potatoes. I mean, it's the Irish Catholic in me, right? I'm a huge fan. So going out in Marty Quarters is going to hook us up with some tater tots. I mean, there's a lot of different ways we can go with the potato. But um, I think it's very exciting. I mean, I'm looking forward to the Deneen Cup finals. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what – what comes out of the West. I know that they've made a real commitment to going younger. I know they've made a commitment to really have a, a great atmosphere at all their ranks. I know they've made a commitment to, um, you know, continue to push the NCDC brand in the right direction. So I'm, ex I'm excited for what comes out of the West. Yeah. And, and we look at you guys. I mean, there's the Deneen still seems to go through Jersey every time before we get to our game show next coach. My last question for you, we'll have the game show after that and then our parting words. But I mean, you guys really feel to me in this NCDC brand as almost like a New York Yankees team or like, a you know, or playing at the garden. Right. Like when when teams come into the ice vault or when you go to their rink or their barn, they're looking to beat you guys each and every night. I mean, for a player. 
How much does that add to the kind of the experience that that the Jersey Hitmen can provide a player developing and getting them ready for the next level of the game at the NCAA ranks? How much is that target on your back as as the guys? How much does that do, how much does that do for those guys in their development? I think it's huge. I mean, we talk about it uh, quite a bit, and we dress it up in different ways because we don't want to sound like a broken record, but. You know, the one thing we preach here is we're not sneaking up on every, on anybody. So you have to be sharp. You know, you have to be sharp upstairs in the weight room. You have to be sharp on the ice. You have to be sharp when we do our yoga session and our boxing. And, you know, when when our power skating coach comes in on Monday, it's not it's not a, a substitute teacher day. It's not a it's not a day off because Jim and I aren't on the ice. It's it's a day to get better. It's a day to stay sharp. It's a day to take a another step forward. And I think that that's important, obviously, in a player's development, because like you alluded to, there are times where when you're playing midget hockey or you're playing prep school hockey or you're playing in another league that, you know, you're going into a barn, you know that that team has one win or they're, they're minus 90 on the season and it's point night. And, and we, we always preach that you have to respect your opponent. You have to respect who's in front of you. And, and you have to be ready to go. You have to stay sharp. And I, I think it's very important. And it, and it shows when, you know, kid like Patrick's Marcinkevich two years ago, um, you know, comes to us from the EHL and nobody wanted to touch him. And and we saw something in him and, and we worked with him to to clean up his the little things that didn't show well, I'd say, uh, you know, body language, things along those lines, but also, you know, really put him up in the weight room and, and he started really working out hard and, you know, will hold a record that I think will stand for a long time of 96 points in one season. And, you know, now is at Michigan tech um, on a scholarship. And uh, two years ago, I, I don't know when he was in New Hampshire, if he ever thought that that would be a possibility, but, you know, he was a guy that was a little bit inconsistent in years prior, and, and he came in, and, and we really stayed on him to be focused and to be the best player on the ice every game, and he did that. And, you know, now he's in a really great spot, a tremendous, tremendous uh, school and in a, in a tremendous division. Yeah, I mean, even look at Dylan Lugris, who jumped into the NCAA ranks halfway through a season and was putting up points. You look at Chris Funky, who's going to take our job one day, who's now in the media realm. I mean, you got your guy. It's endless, the list of alumni you guys have. Yeah, and we're very happy for those guys. I mean, you know, we could talk about a ton of them. I mean, they, I'll just I'll just share with you. I, I got a I got a text a, a couple of days ago from our building coordinator that Stephen Townley came back to work out a little bit, to skate with Mickey Burns and to skate with John Campamonosi and to skate with Alex Whalen and to work out with Jerry. But, you know, we still have guys that come back and stay with their billet families. We still have guys that come back and they pop in. We still have guys that work out here in the summer that, um, you know, are guys as far out as eight years ago. So, you know, it's it's really turned in turned in from a culture to uh, a family here. And it's it's something that's to be frank with you, pretty cool to see those guys, you know, pop in and be around the rink. Coach, before we close today's show out, we are going to have you on our game show. It'll be one minute on the clock. It'll be personal questions. We've done this with every coach so far. Right now, the NCDC leader, I think, Lucas, who is leading in the NCDC? Is it still, it's not Tyler Holsky. He finished dead last. I believe it might be Haji. Haji baby might be in the lead. So you got to be Dan Hodge here, coach. So it's as many as you can answer as quick as you can. 
I won't start the clock till you've answered your first question. Does that work with you? I love it. I'm into it. All right, let's go. I'm going to set the clock at zero. Your first question, Coach, what's your favorite color? Green. Uh, what's your favorite sports team? Boston Bruins. Who's your favorite hockey player all time? Wayne Gretzky. Who's your favorite hockey coach all time? Huh. Scotty Bowman. Who's smarter, you or Jim Hunt? Jim. <laughs> good, good, good answer. Uh, best owner in the USPHL? Bobby Reese. That's easy answer right there. If I strand you on a deserted island and you can only eat one food forever, what is that food? Grilled cheese. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? You got one? Uh, you pass I, if you need to. Pass. <laughs> What's your favorite band or musician then? Blink-182. You're at a barbecue. You go hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Cheeseburger. Ooh, cheese. Smart move. Yeah. Birthday cake, ice cream cake, or neither on your birthday? Birthday cake. White on white. If we're rolling out, are we going to a diner, a drive-in, or dive together first? We're going to a diner. Oh, let's go. Soup salad or breadsticks, coach? Soup. Favorite TV show of all time? Seinfeld. Uh, let's see. Would you rather win with a shutout or a high-scoring game? High scoring. I like that. Uh, who's a USPHL coach outside of the Hitmen that you admire? Really admire Dan Hodge. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. If uh, if I had a million dollars in my hand right now, do you want it? Do you want this million? Yes. Ah, Lucas, was that? Did he get it before the buzzer? The million question. Let me check. Check the check the time. I don't think he did. No, he did not. I didn't coach. You did great. You got 16, but you did not win the million dollars cash. That's going to go back into the suitcase. I, I, unfortunately, we're putting it back in the safe. All right. That's okay. I'll get it next time with interest. That's it. Well, right now, what, what I told him, just like uh, the movie Dumb and Dumber, I unfortunately spent the million. I asked Bob for it and Jim, and, and they, were, they gave me the suitcase with the money, but I, it's filled with IOUs right now. But I promise if someone does win the million, I'll be good for it eventually. I'll, I'll work hard. Over enough time. <laughs> Over enough time. But no, Coach, we thank you. Let's get to our parting words now. I know, Lucas, you usually don't have anything at this point in the show. Do you have anything for us? He's got nothing left. Coach, your parting words. How do you want to close things out for the folks at home who are watching us here with the, the Jersey Hitmen and, and Coach Toby Harris? What's your parting words? My parting words are... I think you guys have to tune in this year to see a, a revamped lineup with the Hitmen. We're going to have some big defensemen. We're going to have some young defensemen. We're going to have a tremendous young goaltender in that. And uh, a lot of skill, a lot of grit, and a lot of speed up front. So the days of Mike DiPietra, unfortunately, are over. The days of Sean Melso, unfortunately, are over. However, this new crop will be young, hungry, and exciting. Absolutely love it. As folks at home know, my parting words always go along with the theme of our guest. And today, my parting words are successor wins. They can sometimes be lucky, but they're never a mistake. And, and that's the big thing to remember. A team like the Jersey Hitmen, an organization like the Jersey Hitmen, success happens because of the work we put in on the path to said success. We can sometimes have some puck luck. A puck could bounce our way in front of net. A goalie could have a bad day between the pipes. A defenseman could fall over, leaving a puck for a breakaway. But that success, we still have put ourselves in a position to pounce upon the opportunities in front of us. The Jersey Hitman and Coach Toby Harris, Coach Jim Hunt, and, and 
Bobby Reese, man, owner of this organization and a guy who I know has been a stalwart and somebody who is, who's loved what we do with the Dan K show for years now and has worked with us. Even when he doesn't understand what Lucas and I are doing, he will ask the questions and say, what does that mean, Dan? We love these guys. We love this Jersey, Jersey Hitman organization. The wins come in bunches because the work comes in bunches. These guys put it in each and every day. It's a team. It's an organization that is winning on and off the ice. You talk about Jim Raymond and Deb Raymond, the whole crew there. It is a place to go. It is the place to go. Wayne, New Jersey, the ice vault. And remember, it's a restaurant, folks. It's a restaurant. Never forget that. I said one time that it was a snack bar and Bobby Reese almost smacked me across the face. And he should have because he puts a lot of work into it. We love these guys, the Jersey Hitman. Remember, you can look up them on usphl.com. You can also look up the NCDC as well at usphlncdc.com. We thank our partners, our sponsors, Remastered Sleep. Ole Kolzig loved it when we gave him the 10% off coupon. It can work for you. It is the water bottle of your dreams. 10% off at checkout now. Dan K shows your coupon code. We can get you that 10% off. Stop snoring with just a sip. Forget about the mask. Forget about all that. Go to these guys. They are professionals in what they do. Selly Salt, couple hockey moms, make me your next meal taste great. Sprinkle it on your steak this summer. SellySalt.com. Body-trick.com. Does your locker room smell terrible? Guess what? This hockey mom is an all-natural antibacterial spray that will take the stink out of your locker room. It's called the penalty kill spray for you hockey fans and coaches everywhere. Also, how about GMU Sport? Get yourself pumped up, you know, just like SNL back in the 80s with Dana Garvey and Kevin Nealon. Pump yourself back up, GMUsport.com right now. And the Pueblo Bulls are presenting sponsors of this one. Run with the Bulls, or if it's an actual Bull, Lucas, what do I always say? Run from it. But if it's a Pueblo Bull, you can run with it. DanKShow.com, the most watched show in junior hockey by more than 10 times over its competition. Find out why the USPHL and the NCBC is the brand on the up-and-come in junior hockey. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.